This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hello and welcome to Savor, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Volkbaum. And today we have an episode for you about induction cooking. Yes, which was spoiled a couple of episodes yes, ago. Yes, as promised. Um, and, uh, and as... Uh, uh, inspired by the deep dialogue that wound up going on amongst you, fair listeners, um, yes. through, <laughs> through our listener mail sections. Which is lovely, and we adore it. Um, yes. And we have some follow-up, actually, so it continues on. <laughs> awesome. Uh, maybe this will add some fuel, some heat. <laughs> yes. Very exciting. Um, I, will say, I don't have too much experience with induction in my life in my circle but I I'm going to talk about it a bit more later but my relatives on my mom's side are like a family divided over it oh um, wow okay over what they prefer and they all get pretty intense about it wow. uh, and I'm always kind of like <laughs> yeah I I don't think I've ever used an induction burner uh but I'm real I'm real curious now I'm like I'm like should I just get a little a little um, yeah countertop one Play around I think with so. it. Yeah. Boil some water. Ooh, yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only here on Savor do we get really excited about boiling water. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you should. I want to live vicariously through you. Um, 
And you did give me a little a teaser of what's coming, and you told me that there's going to be some discussion of electromagnetism. So that's exciting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is stuff that I haven't delved into since uh, since my tech stuff days. Uh, one of our fellow podcasts here around iHeart, uh, which uh, is hosted by Jonathan Strickland. And in fact, uh, the first thing that I did when I started doing this outline was um, dig back through my notes, and I found I found uh, an outline for an episode about food science from the year 2013. What? Um, <laughs> and yeah, I was like, well, I can basically just say that because that was a pretty good paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice when it works out that way. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and I can probably say it much better into a microphone now. I do not look up, do not look up my tech stuff podcasting days. I was not good at podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were great. I, <laughs> but also I respect your that decision. <laughs> is very kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, you can see our cast iron episode because that's kind of where the listener mail discussion yeah. Yeah, uh, started. I can't, we haven't done one on microwaves, have we? No, we haven't. It's been on our list for a long time, and I keep going, I'm tired and I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. <laughs> um, uh, also, I got burned. Ooh, no pun intended. Sorry. Uh, from um, a, it was either fr- from a How Stuff Works era YouTube video about how microwaves are not dangerous, and like the YouTube comments were so angry. They were like, mm. no, they are terribly dangerous. How mm-hmm. dare you? Ah. And I was like, well, I dare because of science. And they were mm-hmm. like, quiet woman. <laughs> sounds so, like YouTube comments. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds exactly <laughs> like YouTube comments. Uh, yeah. Yeah, people have strong opinions on microwaves. I feel like we have talked like around them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've shared all my stories about my dangerous microwave experimentation, but that was on me that was user error not the microwave yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah and we're gonna talk around (laughs) them we'll continue the trend and talk around them a little bit in here uh Uh, but yeah definitely definitely a future episode yes (laughs) that we should have a whole like (laughs) a whole column on our spreadsheet that's like will this one be contentious Uh, <laughs> if it's not a column, um, it's definitely something I think about. Yes. <laughs> like there is a mental note. <laughs> yes. Me as well. Me as well. Okay. Well, I, I just feel like there are some other probably relevant episodes to this one and they're not coming to me. But, you know, maybe they will as we go through the outline. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, but in the meantime, I guess that brings us to our question. Mm-hmm. Induction cooking. What is it? Well, um, induction cooking is a method of cooking that uses induction technology to heat not not a cooktop element itself, but rather the pan that you have placed on that cooktop element's surface. You are cutting out the middleman of having to create heat and then transfer it to a pan because you're creating the heat in the material of the pan. Um... And this works best with iron or steel pans, like to the point that an induction cooktop pretty much won't heat up things that are made of other materials at all, uh, like a, like aluminum or a Pyrex or your hand. Um, and this sounds like magic, but it is just science, which 
to be fair, is like pretty magical when you think about it. That's very magic school bus of you. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's life goals right there. Anyway. um, Okay. But so WTF, um, which here stands for works. Tell friend. Um, Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm loopy this morning. Um, Induction technology works by um, using an electromagnet. And also, the the dual magnetic properties and electrical resistance properties of iron and steel. You're running an alternating current through an electromagnet to create an alternating magnetic field, which induces, induction induces, yes, an electrical current in the material of the pan because it's ferromagnetic. But... Iron and steel are so completely crap at conducting electricity that instead it creates heat, like almost instantly. Um, A lower current will create less heat, a higher current will create more, and you can use the controls on the induction element to turn it up or down. A tempered glass surface protects the element, um, the same way on some like conventional electric cooktops, yeah? Mm -hmm. And... That was a lot. <laughs> so yeah. so let's let's break it down a little bit. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I find it useful to uh, to think about light bulbs when I'm thinking about electric current flow and resistance. Uh, so an an incandescent light bulb on a cord is a great example of both of those things because you've got current flowing from a wall socket or or a battery, like smooth and easy through the wire in that cord. But then the current hits the bulb which contains a different kind of wire that resists flow like all heck. And as a result, it gives off visible light and heat. So so that's a simple example of how you can harness the flow and the resistance of a current in different materials. All right? Mm -hmm. In an induction cooktop, we're using electromagnetics. Um, and An electromagnet is just a type of magnet in which you create the magnetic field by introducing electric current to the device. Um, So you can turn the magnet on and off, and you can make the magnetic field weaker or stronger with the amount of current that you apply. Um, In the case of an induction cooktop element, your electromagnet is probably a a spiral of tightly coiled copper cable or wire. Um, You turn the element on, and it sends an alternating current through the cable, which creates an alternating magnetic field above the cable, um, which is at the surface of the cooktop. So when you put something that is not magnetic in that field on that cooktop, nothing happens. Um, Like you could toss a stack of paper on there, put your big silly hand like right on it, and you won't feel any heat because there isn't any. Unless your Wolverine is, is adamantium ferromagnetic this week? I can never keep track. That's that's a good question. That's a good question. Ooh. We'll have to investigate. We'll have to investigate okay. adamantium. Ah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um when you when you put something that is ferromagnetic into that magnetic field uh, on the cooktop surface, the field induces an electrical current in the material of of that ferromagnetic material, that pan. Um, And because the field is alternating, the current in the pan flows or kind of swirls like an eddy, or rather it tries to, but the metal resists it and thus it creates heat. Yeah? Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. That's like harnessing something that doesn't work. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, that's, it's always my favorite thing. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This works because it doesn't. And good job there. I love it. (laughs) Uh, But yes, this means that you cannot use um, every pan on an induction cooktop. Um, To check if one will work, if you're not sure what it's made of, uh, just take a normal old fridge magnet and try to stick it to the bottom of the pan. If it sticks, you're gold. If it falls off, you're out of luck. But secondary question, why? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) This is is where I start to go kind of nope about... (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> about all of this. I was telling Annie before we started, like, like my grip on electricity, like I like after a certain point, I'm like, there's electrons and then wizards. I, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, but okay. Uh ferromagnetic materials are susceptible to magnetic fields very basically because their electrons are unbalanced. Like any given atom in a ferromagnetic material will have an upspin or a downspin, and thus, in certain circumstances, can behave like a magnet. We're a food show. Ostensibly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, some, uh, Some pros of induction cooking are that it's faster, it's more energy efficient. Cleanup is easy. You know, you've got that glass surface. Um, and you won't burn yourself on the hot surface. Although, do note that um, if you've heated a pan on an induction surface, like, the glass can get warm due to heat transfer from the pan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some cons include that it's just a different technology that you have to get used to. Um, it's, it's, it is faster. <laughs> um, and it can have like a buzz or a vibration or fan noise to it. Um, though using heavier pans can reduce that. And right. You, uh, you can't use certain pans or, uh, or like a, like a digital thermometer with it. Cause science. Yeah. Cause science. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the <laughs> science. Oh, Okay. The digital thermometer that I, that makes sense, but that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, you have to break out your your good old dial uh, yeah. analog thermometer if you're gonna test something in the pan because the uh, the magnetic field can mess with it. Yeah, I have to tell you, I don't have one of these, but I probably later tonight I'm just gonna be sticking magnets to my pans. <laughs> I love magnets. <laughs> right, they're so cool. They are. <laughs> well, what about the nutrition? Don't eat cooking technology? I feel like we always try to find an all I always try to find an exception because I'm just that type of person. It's <laughs> like the ah. iron giant, he feels like he was eating <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. Okay, yeah, sure, sure. Um or I guess if you accidentally eat part of like the wood chips that you smoke something on. Oh. I don't I don't recommend that. I don't don't eat don't eat wood chips. Um <laughs> I always appreciate you putting up with my childish and quite frankly ridiculous questions. <laughs> but I mean we already talked about adamantium, so I was just trying to think oh, of yeah. any, all the possibilities here. No hey, no hey. No stone unturned. That's very <laughs> yes, that's our motto. <laughs> Unless it becomes too scientific and then stone. Left as is. <laughs> and, and we're like, good job, Stone. You're, you're doing all the work here. Yes. We're going to leave you alone. Live in your best life, and we appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some numbers for you. 
Yes. Um, uh, so the global market for induction cooktops was worth about $18 billion as of 2020 and growing, um, especially as fuel expenses rise and with legislation in places like, say, California, moving away from um, new gas stove installations, it is expected that more people and more businesses will adopt induction over gas cooktops over time. Speaking of, it's estimated that gas cooktops are able to convert about 38% of their energy into heat in the food in the pan. Um, electric can convert about 70%, and induction can convert over 80%. So, Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and yeah, as of 2020, the American induction cooking market has been growing by about 20% year after year. However, I found a, I found a couple of conflicting numbers around this. Yeah, um, yeah. I saw a few different differing ones, too. I think it's how they classify things. But also, who knows? It could be any number. <laughs> any number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, another number I found suggested that as of 2019, only 1% of American cooktops were induction. Though the number goes up to 15% when it comes to built-in cooktops. So hmm. uh, another number I found claims that induction cooking accounts for about 8% of the market when it comes to cooktops and ranges. But most things I, I saw did suggest that it is rising. It is going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has been lower here than throughout most of the rest of the world. Um, but it is on the rise. On the rise. A rising star. Hmm. And it's, you know, been a rising star for not too long, but perhaps a bit longer than you might think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we are going to get into the history uh, as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. 
could just be a me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with a solid oof. Oof. (laughs) Because a lot of times when you're trying to kind of trace the history of something, the the articles that are super helpful, and I'm very glad that they exist, that have done a lot of the work already, start at, like, all of the ancestors in the very beginning. Um, So if you're thinking about cooking stuff... (laughs) That's a long time. It's a long time. Yes. Yeah. We figured out how to heat things up in order to eat them a minute ago. We did. Uh, We did. Uh, Since at least ancient Egypt and ancient Rome, our ancestors have been using essentially early versions of stone or brick style ovens. And I feel like we've talked about that uh, a number of times on this show. Um, Some quick historical beats after that. In 1795, Count Rumford, who is a person we have talked about before, um, often gets the credit for introducing one of the most popular and readily adopted versions of the cast iron stove. Again, see that episode for more about that whole thing. Uh Um, It had a lot going on for it. Uh, With just a single flame, the user could control the temperature of several pots independently and simultaneously without interfering with room temperature, which right now Lauren and I... (laughs) <laughs> it's very hot. It is so hot in our recording studios. Yeah. Yep. It's okay. It's all it's, it's all, all for the podcast. It's all for the podcast. On induction heating and cooking. Woo. <laughs> um, <laughs> however, this cast iron stove was huge and it wasn't accessible for everyone. Um, meanwhile, the first known use of gas in kitchens in order to cook goes back to at least 1802. It was several decades before gas ovens were commercially produced, but once they were, they were quite quickly adopted. People particularly appreciated that they were easier in terms of temperature control and maintenance. Uh Electric stoves followed soon after the widespread introduction of electricity in homes, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, And okay, so this whole electric revolution happened thanks to discoveries in electromagnetics that occurred uh, throughout the 1800s. It, it started, it all started uh, with the observation of an electric current going through a wire, moving the needle of a compass that was sitting nearby. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was Hans Christian uh, Ersted and other, him and other scientists and mathematicians, um, a whole bunch of, a whole bunch of really brilliant humans, uh, William Sturgeon, André-Marie Ampère, uh, Joseph Henry, Michael Faraday, Samuel Morse, James Clerk Maxwell, and Heinrich Hertz um, across the decades. They were all working with this wacky new field, uh, hey. sorry, yeah. um, <laughs> field of field of study um, that was connecting magnetism to electricity. Um, Basically, the idea that they're two parts of the same phenomenon and giving rise to the realization that light and heat are both types of electromagnetic waves, um, along with microwaves and radio waves and all kinds of things, and that therefore you can send current and signals long distances along conducive materials. And further, that you can use a resistive material to create light or heat. Aha. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that brings us back to induction cooking. Many sources claim that induction cooking was first introduced at the 1933 Chicago World's Fair, though that is at odds with a lot of other things I read. 
as per usual. Um, perhaps they mean introduced on a larger scale. That's what I, I think. Um, but whatever the case, the first patents for induction cooking started popping up in the early 20th century. And interestingly, these early designs largely resemble the products that we have today. Mm-hmm. Still, up until the 1970s, this technology was often used by companies to show off their technical futuristic prowess, like, Ooh, look what we can do, um, <laughs> or, or in an industrial sense, in an industrial environment. Sure. Let's talk about microwaves as promised. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, as we said, future episode, but briefly... Mm-hmm. In 1946, engineer Percy LeBaron Spencer was researching microwave-producing magnetrons, and he got a bit of an inspiration in the form of a melted candy bar. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This was a light bulb moment for him, and he continued his experimentation until he came to the conclusion that microwave radiation could cook food more quickly than traditional heat application techniques. In less than a decade, the company Spencer worked for, Raytheon Corporation, launched their very first commercial microwave oven and then the first domestic version in 1967. Because it was costly uh, and there was a lot of misinformation about the safety of them, it took over a decade before they became the commonplace item that we know today. But as Lauren mentioned, still still a lot of uh, questions and concerns about them. There, there are, and I, I encourage people to ask questions. Indeed. And then listen to the answers. (laughs) Also, indeed. Um, (laughs) Also in the 70s, the Research and Development Center for Westinghouse Electric Corporation introduced America's first modern induction stoves. um, And they were these standalone single burners called the Cool Top Induction Range, first displayed at a National Association of Home Builders in 1971. The developers expanded on this idea with new improved products, but they were quite expensive at the time. In the mid-1980s, Sears Kenmore of, you know, Sears catalog fame, Mm -hmm. started offering a freestanding oven or stove with four induction cooking surfaces. There were still some kinks to work out, though. Um, Noise issues, low power, and unreliable functionality. So development continued, uh, not just in the U.S., but in Europe and Asia as well. In 2009, Panasonic came up with an all-metal induction cooker, and since the mid-2000s, induction stovetops have been widely available, and yet uh, they weren't adopted as readily as analysts first predicted. It seemed people like to stick with what they know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah. On top of that, uh, they don't work with all cookware, though they do work with most common ones. They can be expensive, but generally not outrageously so. The marketing hasn't been great. Um, They look a lot like electric models that don't work particularly well, or some people have bad experiences with them. Mm -hmm. Of course, reluctance to pick up a new technology. And this is is sort of what I've seen play out with my family that I mentioned at the top. They have arguments about, like, what heats better, the materials you can use, how to clean it. Um, And just kind of, there is certainly... A block that's like, I just don't want to learn something new. This works. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I do get that. I'm in a continual long-running argument with one of my roommates about um, gas stovetops versus electric stovetops. Because I'm Mm -hmm. like, you can – she is a diehard gas stovetop human. Um, And she's like, I can't use an electric cooktop. I'll burn everything I try to cook on it. And I'm like – are you paying attention to what you're cooking? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. And that's probably not the most like like compassionate <laughs> question mm-hmm. to ask. And this is why. <laughs> it continues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've we we've we've gone through one move together and like looked at a whole bunch of houses, and that was definitely like like one of the contention points. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a friend, we have a similar argument because he claims that it, it tastes better if you cook it over gas and he can control the temperature better. I'm like, I'm terrified that I'm going to burn myself or set the house on fire. <laughs> but it's just, you know, if I'd like grown up with gas, I probably wouldn't feel that way. So, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do prefer gas to electric, um, conventional electric. But uh, but because but, I do feel like you can control the temperature a little bit better. Uh, but but you can also just move the pan off of the element <laughs> if you need to. <laughs> True. <laughs> if you're not paying attention to what you're cooking, then why are you cooking? <laughs> it's a very dangerous prospect. I feel like this is turning into an intervention for your roommate. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Um uh and, and there is there is, I will say, like all kinds of R and D happening in the field to to try to convince people that induction cookware is good. Um like uh, my, my my favorite development happened around 2014. I think Samsung was the first company to do this. They uh, they put out uh, an induction cooktop surface that had uh, LEDs um, in the surface to to simulate like blue gas flames around the edges of your pots and pans when the element is on, and they'll coordinate like how high the flames the the flames go coordinates to how hot you have. The burner turned on. So, oh, wow. <laughs> so it looks pretty sleek. Like, yeah. And, and, you know, and good, right. Like, like it's good to have a visual reference. That's true. That's true. Um, I love it. Humans are so funny. <laughs> I won't buy it unless it's got blue flames that I can yeah, see. Otherwise, right? oh. otherwise, who? Oh. <laughs> How do I know it's working? <laughs> <laughs> or like in a movie like like when they have to prove that an air vent is on and so mm-hmm. they have little ribbons like fastened to and I'm always like yeah. is that really the only thing we can okay <laughs> <laughs> that's as far as the technology has gone in that realm <laughs> ribbons <laughs> like who are these people tying ribbons to all of their air vents <laughs> suspicious ones okay <laughs> anyway <laughs> anyway, I'm sure we'll have like a, a revisit on this one and some new technologies to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I do I do love doing these tech episodes. It um it it makes me nostalgic for my tech stuff and forward thinking days and getting to getting to write about that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, they they are they are always interesting and and, and I love listeners. The the response we usually get from them is pretty great. We've already gotten this like. Yeah. Thread going. So hopefully it'll just get bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell 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 us if I'm wrong or if my roommate's wrong or if induction oh. is the best of all of them. Mm-hmm. Please do that. <laughs> um, and speaking of, we do have some listener mail for you. Oh, we do. And we're going to get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with the Snow Mail. Mail. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) There was like a lot of finger guns involved in that one. Probably too many finger guns. I don't know. I think it was an appropriate number. I think we're definitely experts on how to be cool. So, Oh, right. yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I will trust your judgment. <laughs> finger guns are always cool, right? Oh, sure. <laughs> Taylor wrote, When I was young, my aunt, uncle, grandparents, and cousins moved from Los Angeles area to Phoenix. Every summer, my parents would put me on a plane to see them, and when the last two weeks of summer vacation came, I would drive with my extended family to San Diego to meet back up with my parents for an extended family trip. Besides needing someone to commiserate that Phoenix in the summer is not a fun time, it reminded (laughs) me that we would pass through a town called Dateland on our way from Phoenix to San Diego. There aren't a lot of things to do or see on that drive, so we would make it a point to stop at Dateland for a bathroom break and snacks, which of course were date shakes. Dateland is a small town in Arizona, close to the border with California, with a date farm and all things date. (laughs) Though it really is mostly a tourist rest stop area, it is known for their date shakes. But still, it's a whole town for dates. <laughs> this all started when I was around three or four years old. And I remember being very confused whenever we would get off. Having grown up around Disneyland, I thought that anything that ended in land would, of course, have rides and oversized animal costumes. <laughs> Always game for a milkshake. I was quickly over my confusion, and it happily became a family tradition. Thank you for reminding me of all the times my cousins and I went running through the date palms as our grandparents tried to wrestle us back into the car. <laughs> <laughs> date shakes of course in hand 
My husband and I currently live in San Diego, and if I ever make the drive to Phoenix by myself, I have to check in with my family that I have passed through Dateland so they know what my ETA will be. I will also pay my animals with food names tax with a picture (laughs) of my Australian cattle dog mix, Tucker. Tucker in Australia is slang for food, and he will eat pretty much anything. He and my son are working on becoming Scooby and Shaggy. <laughs> they they work together, Tucker supporting my son as he walks to the counters where my son pulls down food. Mm. They do always share their spoils, and I'm usually laughing too hard to get mad at these cuties. Side note, my favorite line from Robin Hood Men in Tights is when the sheriff of Nottingham asks Maid Marion if she'd like a date, and he jokes about it being at next Friday when she accepts. Oh, I get it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. That sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> I love this. Dateland. Dateland. Oh. <laughs> Both of us were just like lost in a reverie for a second imagining the wonders of Dateland. Yeah. I'm trying to think if I've ever been to a place like that. I don't believe I have. Um, but I'm in, I'm intrigued, and these date shakes sound good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never had a date shake, and now now I am super intrigued. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. oh, man, I love an Australian cattle dog. Those guys are such sweeties. Just yeah. such derpy, beautiful sweeties. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> um, Kelsey wrote, I am sad. I wanted to share a specific mom joke with you. It is a knock-knock and delightfully groan-inducing. It involved one sad, cold bean that wanted to come in. Unfortunately, I cannot locate the drawing and joke in question. Anyway, to cheer myself up, I have attached a couple of pictures of other jokes. For context, my child is homeschooled, but the program we use allows for one day a week, Interaction Day. On those days away from home, he brings a lunch. And every lunch, he gets a hand-drawn joke. He has a shoebox full of these. I've included just a small sample. May these silly jokes bring you a smile. If they don't, my sincere apologies for this entirely self-serving email. Oh, no. Much joy. Oh, yes. (laughs) The drawings are spectacular. (laughs) They are. Oh. And they they range. They Mm -hmm. range in in subject matter and and pun level. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think the one that's the most Annie Reese out of the bunch uh, it, it goes. Um, what's the fastest type of pizza? Pepperoni. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it involves like running and also pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a a picture of just jam in space called Space Jam. Yeah, yeah, that's also high quality. That's a good one. <laughs> there's a pretty, really, there's a really good drawing of Pikachu in here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I like the, what do you call an undead hot dog? A Frankenfurter. Ah. <laughs> and then there's a Darth Vader one that I just read and then laughed and we took a break so that I could laugh <laughs> some more. Um, the punchline is, his is too Vaded. <laughs> there's one word in question. Yeah, I think it's why does Darth want a new suit or maybe saber? It's uh yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, way. his is too his is too vaded. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. there's like a lot of these and we would go through them all, but then who knows how long this would be. But I also just want to mention it's very sweet. They're all signed with a heart and then a mom. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, thanks to both of those listeners for writing in. If you can write to us. If you can write to us, you can. No question about it. Um, our email is hello at saveyourpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I forgot the name of all three of those things. Um, we are at SaverPod in all three places, and we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at San Diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.